All right, welcome everybody to Yankee Chronicles Podcast. I'm Bobby. I am here with Evan, Rob, and Donald is actually on time today. And uh, <laughs> a new man, started, turned over a new leaf just for you guys, just for the viewers. Expect nothing less from you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no Scottish scenery today. But uh, <laughs> check out statementgames.com. You can find your unique experience in your fantasy sports. Check out docanonsbaseball.org where you can learn about the founder of baseball. And as always, listen to us on RadioPlayLive.com, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. So, Montgomery had a phenomenal start in spring training yesterday. You know, five innings, no hits, and nobody saw it again. Um, and it just – this is your getting out of hand. You know, they're giving us nothing, nothing to look at. And it's really getting annoying, and I can't take it anymore. Just start the regular season. You know, they won't let us watch spring training, so we're going to have opening day, and then the next day is another freaking off day. It's like, why do they need that off day after the opening day? I always wondered that myself, actually. Drives me nuts. Fucking hate it. Like, you know, we played one game, and we're going to take a break. Then we're going to play another, you know, another five or six games. We're going to take another break. And then in July, when it's freaking 100 degrees, we're going to play eight Yeah, there's no breaks. It's <laughs> a good point, man. No, did, didn't we have almost 20 games in a row last year? We yep. went on a long stretch. And it's there like, were a couple of them. It's like, of course they're going to go in this epic slump. They're fucking tired. That's a good point, actually. I mean, why is there, like – couple of off days straight after our first game but then right in the middle of summer like the dog days of august there's like yeah. zero off days surely they no can sense. space it out a little bit if they spaced it out a little bit maybe you know there'd be less injuries and less tiredness and less need to rest people throughout the year oh, you know what i think it is Donald? weather delays well i think it rains a lot in april so maybe that's what they're fucking trying to deal with but like other than that there really is no logical explanation for why they have this many off days at the beginning of the season cuz try playing baseball in the middle of august when it's 100 degrees it is not fun yeah exactly no that, that's when they should have more off days is in the in the, the middle stretch of the season not in the beginning Especially yeah, or make the all-star break two weeks or something, you know? They don't have to <laughs> pack everything in over a few days and have them constantly play. Like, just have the all-star game be, like, seven days or whatever or longer and have the actual all-star game and the other events be, like, over a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I have the all-star game the first day of spring you know, of spring break, of um, the all-star break. And then give them the rest of the day, the rest of the week off to rest. Yeah, why why is this so hard for them to realize players are getting hurt at a more rapid pace than ever before? But let's let's make the schedule so they're playing until they can't even freaking move. Right. And look at viewership anyway. In a normal year without COVID, a majority of people go away for the summer. If you're a teacher, if you're a student, you're going away for the summer. You might not get to watch baseball. I know for the first 15 years of my life, I was at summer camp. So I never saw the Yankees during the summer. I saw them April, May, back again in August. Mm. Yeah. But- Fuck summer camp, man. They're like, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> Yankees first, baby. I'm just trying to envision, you know, Evan as a mentor to children. 
That's got to be epic. Yeah, that's an <laughs> even better point. That's even more concerning. I am fantastic with children. How dare you people? I was a professional <laughs> nanny. It was a big deal for a lesbian couple, and they were great. Big deal, though. Big deal. But respect, I was a great nanny. Better than your dumbass. What do you do? You just run around a building all fucking day. He's not running around it. He's walking past it. Yes. The one building building in all of Scotland. He was walking in. What am I, the jury cell bunny? What am I, just running up and down? Exactly. (laughs) You really was on a goddamn treadmill. No, he was yeah, he was on a treadmill with a green screen behind them with a building. Oh, that is a shitty green screen. <laughs> that is a depressing green screen. That's a suicidal green screen. <laughs> so, all right, back with Montgomery and the then the pitching staff. I, have we ever seen a start like yeah, you know, a spring like this from our pitching staff? I can't remember such a dominant spring training for the for the pitches. No, but let's relax and hope it goes into the regular season. Because until the season starts and we don't see this, you know, uh, it's I don't want to get overhyped about it. Well, that's, that, that's, the, that's the the other side of the coin is if opening day, you know, Cole gives up, you know, one run and, you know, over five and that one runs in the first inning. We're going to be losing our mind. You know, you know, what happened to the, you know, what happened to the dominance from spring training? It, it's one. We've yeah. only played. It only seems like we've played two freaking teams. We played the Phillies and the Tigers. That's it. Occasionally we'll play, but we'll play Toronto. Like, give us further to your point, Bobby. I am blown away by the way we pitched this spring. I mean, it's exceeded all expectations. I mean, this is this is essentially practice, but they are pitching lights out. Every single one of the six main guys that we want pitching are all pitching out of their minds. You know, it's 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 terrific. Montgomery, who. You know, I was a little iffy with going in. He's been shut down, lights out. I mean, pitching no hits over five innings, you, you got to give him credit for it. You know, I, I mean, I but that's... Evan is correct. It's all moot. If we go in a game, okay. game one in the first week, we're giving up four or five runs a game for the starters, and then it's all moot, whatever he did in spring training. But from this vantage point, we can only go by what we're seeing at the moment. From right. this vantage we... point. Well, it's extremely impressive, about, and this is the best spring that I can remember from any pitching staff we've had for as long as I've watched. Right, and all offseason, we said how impressive this rotation could be if healthy. Well, we're seeing okay. what they can do when healthy. We're just seeing it during spring training. So I, I have no problem saying that they realistically have the ability to do this during the regular season. I just don't want to get excited until I see this happen until, like, you know, through April, through May. If we get to June, July, and they're still pitching like this, holy fucking shit. Yeah, holy shit is right. It's, it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. I, you're seeing when, you know, when they're – and it almost seems the next pitcher doesn't want to be the one that has the blow-up game. So they're feeding off each other. That's what you need. That 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 is what will propel a team to success is when you don't want to be that one that makes the first mistake and you just keep battling and grinding and, you know, putting up good numbers. Well, I right. think that's the importance of Corey Kluber. You know, he, he's a two-time Cy Young Award winner. He's coming in and aside from Cole, we have a very 
you know, young rotation. You know, you, Montgomery's only been here for a few years, and he had one year where he was hurt. Same with Garcia. He's only been here for a 60-game season. Herman's still young. You know, this is a young staff that has a lot to learn, and learning from a guy like Cole and then Kluber certainly helps. So, yeah, they certainly are feeding off of each other. And it's definitely carrying over to the bullpen because we're seeing some guys coming out like uh, Luke He's He's been fantastic this spring. And it's not just the rotation that's been good. The bullpen as well. Yeah. Everyone who's fighting for a spot, they're coming out there and they're pitching well. You know, Nelson, even Loisaga has been great. So it's it's definitely fun to see. It just like we've been saying, hope it carries over when we actually get to the games that matter. I got a question for you guys. Uh-oh. Would, would you rather have five starters be able to just, you know, go the whole season, whatever, or would you rather have seven really good ones, meaning you take maybe a few starts away from, you know, um, Tayon or whatever? Which would you be more comfortable with? Having more depth or having a solid five that's always ready? I, I, like, I prefer depth. You know, especially when you're getting into, you know, if you were saying you go into those 20 game stretches, you, you want to be able to have somebody you can rely on to give, you know, a tie on or a Montgomery even um, that, that's coming off injury and, and Kluber as well, where you can give them that extra day off to just kind of let, let the muscles relax a little bit and give them a break from their routine. And, if, you know, especially somebody like Kluber, he's a professional. You know, one day off, I don't think he's going to throw off his whole, you know, it's not. Right, gonna... but my, my point is also I would be fine seeing Kluber over 25 starts if he's almost perfect rather than seeing him stretch out to 33, 34. Yeah. Um, because those back-end starts you need during the playoffs. So my point of having a sixth and seventh, is maybe instead of having all these starters get to 35 uh, starts a season, maybe they're only doing 25 to 28. I'm fine with that. I don't really care about how much they're playing. I just care about, you know, what their value is going forward. And if Herman is pitching like he's pitching, that's an incredible sixth starter. That's that's insane. That's the best sixth starter you've ever seen. Yeah. That's a really good question, though, you've asked, though, because it is interesting. I mean – uh, would you go with a dominant five straight up? Because it's more old school. That is an old school viewpoint. Um, I've been brought up knowing that if you've got five awesome starters, you can pretty much ride your way all the way through. So I can kind of see that. But again, the way the modern game is, you need rest, you need depth. We've got that. We've actually got both, which is kind of exciting. And also, yeah. further to your point, Rob, um, you were saying, Tyone... Um, Cole and Kluber, they're all gamers. They are all determined, hardworking, and uh, and love to pitch and love to be on the mound and dominating. You know, that's what they're all about. If you've got that, it carries forward, and then they're going to be able to teach the younger guys. So, like, Debbie Garcia, who we, who's already got great boys, but he can maybe learn from Cole or Kluber and things like that. Uh, it's, I think that is, a, I think that was really smart from Cashman to bring these types of personalities in. Um, they're going to teach everyone, you know, and then there's people in the bullpen like Chad Green, you know, yeah. who's very similar. A lot of the guys in our pitching uh, staff, both bullpen and rotation, um, are 
are very poised and uh, and have one goal, and that's winning and, and pitching well and dominating. And that if you've got that, you know, it, it carries off through the whole team. So now you're seeing what we're seeing through the whole staff where everyone wants to pitch well. Everyone's doing well. Yep. You know, I'm curious to know what impact that they're having this spring is on the back of Matt Blake and what he's been working on these pitches with that they have this confidence, you know, because we know, you know, they're not celebrating fake world series, you know, like, you know, some other teams are doing, (laughs) you know, behind the scenes instructions, I think Matt Blake needs to, needs to get a little mention here of, of what he's been able to, to get the, you know, how, how he's able to push their motivation. You know, well, they, I think the players have that motivation in general. I think our yeah, work ethic cool. here is phenomenal. I mean, we have Tyon, who, what, has had two Tommy John surgeries, wants to prove himself, is on a team now with one of his best friends who basically said that he has one of the best work ethics ever. Um, so, And we've seen it from Voight. We've seen it from Stanton. We've seen it from Judge. And I think all these slight modifications that they're making will be enough. It's when they make these drastic changes when they don't need to, that things start to fall apart. Like a few years ago when they were putting on huge muscle mass to hit more home runs, the guys already hit home runs. You didn't need to do that. And you got yeah. injured because you did. Yeah. Cause yeah. Now you're less flexible. Yeah. So I agree with Donald with, uh, you know, Blake, I agree with Bobby and Blake and all, all that type of thing. I think he has a better opportunity to be able to at least, speak with players and kind of analyze, you know, he's more of an analytical type approach. So maybe he's not working on, you know, grips and stuff like that. I think Cole does that by himself, but maybe he's working on the other stuff uh, that we as fans don't really see. I think that could be a a big help for the team. Yeah. Rob, did you have an opinion on the Blake or the pitching? I mean, Matt Blake, like Evan just said, he brings an analytical approach. It's not, you know, he's not the old school kind of pitching coach, but, you know, guys like Cole and Kluber, they're going to go out there and they're just going to do their thing. And I think that's what Matt Blake also, they also want that. If you're a guy that's going to throw something that's going to work, they're not going to try to turn you away from that. We saw that too much with Rothschild. And I don't think it was him particularly. I think it's what the Yankees wanted to do. They wanted everybody to kind of throw the same pitch. So Rothschild was kind of thrown into a corner saying, okay, you got to get them to do this. I think they kind of changed that approach. And Matt Blake is bringing this analytical approach and also working with these guys. Okay, you're, this is your best pitch. Here's how you can make it even better. And I think that could certainly be something that he's doing with Chapman as well with mm-hmm. that splitter because that's kind of come out of nowhere. You know, he didn't really have it last year and the year before. It's really yeah. just developed into a monster pitch over the, over the offseason into spring. So I think this is a really good opportunity for Blake to show his worth because he didn't really give us much to be excited about last year. Our pitching wasn't that good. I agree. I think he's working more on the mechanics of things like spin rate, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. When you, you look at the pitching staff, you know, with the, the rotation of the bullpen, the, the, uh, the, the way the lineups are structured, the managers on this team have the easiest job right now is they just got to sit back and let them do what this, you know, do what their naturally, their, their natural ability. Well, and we're getting Severino. Don't forget him. Like this, this rotation is so deep. We have about eight guys that could be potentially yeah. Cy Young winners. I mean, these are impressive pitchers. 
great point. I forgot about San Marino. That's unbelievable. It's true. And that's the great thing about the whole depth conversation is that we don't have to rush him back. He says, you know, a lot of people are saying he looks ready to go and he could probably be back sooner than anticipated, but they no, don't have to. Leave him at the date that you – the original date that you expected him back, leave it at that. Don't bring him back right. sooner unless, unless you have to. Unless right, and he needs to get – Or, you know, you know, unfo- you know, if unfortunately Montgomery or Haman lose their ability – you know, you know, and they just start to fall off a little bit, or Garcia's, you know, has a step back. Then you, then you see if you can get Severino back a little quicker. But we, I, we no, even then you don't do it. No, no, you don't need him until the playoffs. You don't rush him back under any circumstances. I don't care if half our goddamn rotation gets hurt. I'll bring up Gill and I'll bring up Medina if that's the case. You cannot rush back a guy who two years ago was our ace. He's not supposed to be the ace anymore. He doesn't have to live up to those crazy expectations. But if you can get this guy to be a three or four starter in a rotation that we already said can go eight deep, we got something special. So whatever you do, make sure he comes back when he is 100% confident that he is throwing how he was able to. If that's not the case, then you need to slow it down. I don't want him back any sooner than August, mid-August. Yeah, you know he does I need agree. a little bit of time to get his his arm, but you know you can you can work on that in the, you know in in the um in the other team that we'll have the whatever word we have for this is it triple A whatever <laughs> you know we have a triple A you know the alternative site that's the, that's the word the alternative site he can work on that um take his time and then we can gradually work him in um but uh, it's 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 a, you know Evan's exactly right you know we can't rush him. His focus will be 2022. If he can give us anything at the tail end of 2021, great. And anything in the playoffs, fine. But, hey, you know, if these guys are pitching great, if if, uh, Herman is pitching lights out, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep. So we'll wait and see. But it's also very realistic that Kluber will not be here next year. So your point of Severino needs to be good and ready to go by 2022 is 100%. He needs to be that guy that can potentially replace Kluber. I don't want to put those expectations on his shoulder, but the point is well, that's just reality. even if right, but even if Kluber goes, you have about four guys that can shift up and make it so that that gap is not as big as it sounds. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's you know, Kluber is only here for for, for the one year. You know, so it's not that we're putting pressure on anything. It's just being, you know, it's being realistic of what the future is for next year. Yeah, I don't see them re-signing him, especially if you can give, like, a Max Scherzer a one-year deal. I'm not saying they will, but, like, next year's class for older pitchers is going to be pretty phenomenal. So, unless yeah, Kluber's if Kluber, perfect. If Kluber's able, if Kluber has just a, a phenomenal year and really just matches up with Cole as legitimate Cy Young contenders, do you get? Do you try to bring him back? Being you know he can that you know he can do it in New York. Depends on the money. It always depends on the money with this team. I really, I, we could win a World Series, and it doesn't matter. They'll get rid of the World Series MVP. So it depends on the money. Depends on the position. Let's uh, let's circle back to Kluber um, later on in the year before we talk yeah. about his contract. I agree. We don't know. As long as he holds up, then we'll wait and see. But uh, you know. The premise, if he pitches well, which he's doing, and and he can hold up, 
we're not going to have the financial that we had last year because there'll be fans back in the stands and things like that. So we'll we'll be able to pay them if we needed to. Um, it's, but again, let's re, let's circle back to that. Um, we don't want to the cart before the horse. Um, you know, we're only uh, we're not even in the set, in the regular season yet. We're not talking about contracts just yet. Uh, it, it feels like we've been talking about spring training for six months. I know, because the spring training's been going on for six months. We've not even seen any of these games. We've seen about two games. <laughs> no, like, these guys came to spring training at, like, the end of January. It's like, okay, guys, it's February. Fucking go. It's like, what? No. Wait, we got to get to March. Slow down, guys. <laughs> it's the end. We just need to get to baseball, regular season baseball, because at this point, I think we know – who's on the team, like the bullpen's pretty much figured out. It seems like the bench is figured out. I would think Bruce has a stronghold on that yeah. along with um, maybe, even, maybe even Dietrich because he, he's played a little bit better over the last couple of appearances. He's it's batting only like 111 uh, last time I, I checked. I that matters. Oh, that's yeah, true. They're, they're going to look at modern, you know, modern analytics. Doesn't matter about batting average. No, batting average doesn't matter. In the spring, it really doesn't though. Because they're gonna look at your they're gonna look at it does to a point, but yeah, I agree. It's only you know batting average when you try to bring somebody down, you know, and decrease their value. Oh, like Gary Sanchez. Exactly. Don't listen to him, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) He's lazy, remember. Is he is he out of your shot? No, yeah, I can bring him into the shot. He's right here. Do it. There you go. We're all rooting for you, Gary. We're, we're all rooting for you. That, that's, that's the podcast mascot right there. That's going to keep Gary healthy and productive. I'm going to get a bobblehead of myself just to annoy you people. I use I, Jedi I, I, Judge's mind tricks in order to get himself through a full season healthy. 40-plus <laughs> home runs, 100-plus ribbies. Here we go. Use that imagine, Jedi mind stuff there, Judgy. Imagine Evan Bobblehead. I would want one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be, it'd be going in the no position. <laughs> this time you bobble it, it goes, I'm ready. Even though it's shaking its head, no. I'm ready. It's got to be a voice actor. It'll, <laughs> it'll yell slacker as it moves. Slacker, slacker. <laughs> They should That's build true. a giant he, he, statue bobblehead of me outside the he, stadium. He I can't nod. Good. He can only shake. I will always look pissed off. <laughs> that, face, that face right there, just always shaking his head. Yeah, yeah that's it. By slacker. How do you turn this damn thing off? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on that note, from everybody at thechronicles.com, you hope everybody has a good day. Stay safe, stay smart. Go Yankees. <laughs>